0: Hello and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Before I Knew You (laughs) podcast. Uh, You can probably hear a little giggle over there. And you can probably tell that it's not a man voice. And I Thank do, you. in fact, have <laughs> a guest on on this day. I have my cousin, Leslie. Her dad and my dad are brothers. Yes. So, yes. That's how it works. That is how it works. That's <laughs> how you become cousins. You are right about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have kind of a fun and different episode for you today. We're going to kind of go away from... Our family for a little bit, and we're going to talk about Leslie's family and talk about uh, Leslie as a working mom. But before we get there, Leslie and I have a lot of things in common, but we have (laughs) specifically one very big (laughs) thing in common. We both did a thing called YWAM. Yes! Youth with a Mission. (laughs) Um, I did my discipleship training school, which we would refer to as DTS. I did mine in Kona, Hawaii, and then I went on to Papua New Guinea for my mission trip. Tell us
1: about your YWAM journey, Leslie. So for my DTS, I went to Belize for the training portion. And then for outreach, I went to Mozambique, Africa. Wow. But then... I was able to, so I did a secondary school with YWAM, and I did a primary healthcare for developing nations. In a school in Australia, and then I did my outreach from that in Papua New Guinea. Wow! So we have that in common too. Yes. P and G. P and G. Yep. Also met my husband in Australia. I should say that.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. So. You met Matt. Yes. Okay. Husband. Your husband, Matt. Yes. But could you maybe, like, tell us the details a little bit? Yes. Because it's kind of a fun story, like, you guys at the airport and yada, yada, yada.
1: Yes. So, first meeting him? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Like when you heard him praying or something? Oh, yes. Yeah, I want you to tell them that
1: part. The story. So with ywam when you go into ywam usually you do not know anybody going in you are all flying from there's people from different countries different it could be different states but usually tons of different countries you're going you don't know anyone so the first couple of days you're just kind of trying to meet people make friends so i flew in they gave us like a couple of days to get to australia coming from different time zones different places in the world So we got there and nothing was planned because people were going to be traveling in. So we were just kind of chilling and someone was like, hey, let's go walk down to the ocean to the beach and have some worship on the beach because we our base was like a mile away from the ocean. So we're like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So we all just it was probably a group of I would say like 40 of us. started walking down to the beach and we're kind of talking you know to random people as we go getting to know people where are you from um and so we all got down to the beach and there was this big long dock that went out and then had like a big circle so we all kind of gathered in that circle got in a big circle and then we started worshiping this guy was playing his guitar and then somebody just started leading worship and singing And so we had such an incredible worship time as the sun was setting and we were looking at the ocean and we're in Australia and it just felt so surreal. And um, during our worship time, somebody started like praying over the group and when they heard him praying, you know, people didn't sing as loud. They were just kind of, you know, in the moment of worship and this guy was just boldly praying for like, our school and the time that we would be there that we would focus our hearts on God and that we would just learn so much and for outreach and he was just praying in confidence that God would do incredible things and this whole time when he was praying like I was I had closed my eyes I was worshiping and so I just kept my eyes closed and as this guy was praying it's like this thought popped into my mind now I know it's God at first I thought I was crazy (laughs) but this popped this this little thought popped into my mind like he's the one that's the one i was like what (laughs) and no it can't be (laughs) so i like i don't even know who's talking right now so i like kind of peeped open my eyes and it was my husband matt now wow that was praying over the group wow yeah and it's not like i like pursued him after that i really thought like yeah, no, God, you're just telling me that like there is good men out there because it's so hard as a Christian woman. You have high standards of what you want in a husband. And sometimes you feel like it's unattainable, that mm-hmm. there's not a guy out there that is pursuing God authentically and that will love you for who you are. And so I'm like, okay, God, you're telling me that there are good men out there. Okay. Not that he's going to be my <laughs> husband. <laughs> so... That was the story. How I met my husband.
0: And then um, just kind of tell us like, like at what point did you guys start dating? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah.
1: So throughout our school, we were kind of in the same friend group. Like there was a group of us, probably maybe six or seven that we would always hang out because he was doing his DTS there. So we were in totally separate schools But at the same base, so we would do worship together, you know, all as a school, we would do some intercession, like praying time together. Um, So we really just built our relationship on just a really good friendship of like, yeah, no expectations. There was no, it's not like we were flirty toward each other. Like we were just a good group of friends. Um, And I really didn't think that he liked me that way. I thought he was just kind of sweet and nice to all the girls. (laughs)
0: um at what What? point in your relationship with Uh, matt did you say i feel like god already told me that you're the one when when did you ever tell him that story
1: after we were dating really yeah because it was the, that was such a high pressure, you yes. know, of like, yes, he's the one. Yes. I didn't want to tell this guy and scare him off or, yep. you know, like, oh, we just start dating. And it's like, yeah, God told me that you're going to marry me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that like, would be a hard conversation. he's like, oh, no, I'm stuck here now, <laughs> you know, like, yes.
0: Yeah. OK. And then how long mm-hmm. did you guys date for?
1: Yeah. So after we left Australia, um, he so he told me that he had feelings for me. A day before we were going to leave, we walked down to the ocean and he's like, here's the thing, I really like you, but I promised God that I wouldn't pursue a relationship. I wouldn't, you know, look for anything other than just keeping my eyes fixed on him and just growing because he was a new Christian. He had only been a Christian for five months. So he's like, I promise God six months that I would just dedicate my time to him fully. And he's like, I do like you. He's like, so is there any way that we can just keep in touch? No expectations, just like, let's just be friends. Let's talk, you know. And I was like, I actually like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I like to take things very slow. And if he would have like asked me to be his girlfriend, I would have been like, what? Now we're going to move away from each other, you know? (laughs) So yeah, we talked for six months and then he, it was right at six months. He's like, can I come up and visit you? (laughs) That's when my family was like, who is this guy coming? I'm like, he's just a friend. Uh He's just a good friend, you know? Uh Um, And then he ended up asking me to date him while on that trip. And then that started our long distance relationship for 10 months. Wow. And we were writing letters, we would FaceTime. We would try to set up dates where we would like set up the our phone and like make the same dinner. <laughs> and then like try to watch a yes. movie and we would push play at the same time. Of course. But there would always be a little delay, but of we course. made the most.
0: That's right. Yeah. And then Matt came uh home, I say home, but he came to South Dakota. Yes um over thanksgiving yes and took you on a hike yes and what happened on that hike
1: he planted like a mason jar that he made it look so old inside of this cave that we had to like it's like a tunnel that goes through the mountain in this hike and we were going through and he's like whoa look at this really old like mason jar like that's cool. And he kind of handed it to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's probably somebody's time capsule. So we got out of the tunnel. And I was looking at it, opening it up. And it was like this letter ended up being a whole letter like to me, it took me a little bit to realize that it was for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is probably somebody's love letter. An old, like an old couple. It was ended up being to me and he asked me to marry him got on one knee I was freaking out did not expect it yeah yes and you guys have been married now for two years yes yeah we just had in a June year. it was two years mm-hmm.
0: yeah so after Wham? yes okay well let me back up a little bit before YWAM you went to college um, yes. to play college volleyball
1: yeah right out of high school and how long did you go I went for a year and a half. So I had like, at the time, I mean, I was mostly going to college playing volleyball because I didn't know what I was doing. So I had two seasons Mm -hmm. of playing volleyball.
0: And then you just kind of decided that wasn't where it was at.
1: You needed to pursue something different. Yes. Volleyball wasn't. I knew that I couldn't just play volleyball the rest of my life (laughs) because I had, you know, started to get done with all my generals at that time, a year and a half, you know. And I was like, oh, no, I have, have to, to start make real figuring out what I actually want to do with my yeah. life. So
0: then you came home from college and you went into YWAM yes. and you did YWAM for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then you went back
1: to college. Yeah. So right after went to Australia, you know, went to Papua New Guinea doing this healthcare school, never thought I would ever become a nurse. I just loved physically serving people. Um, so I thought, Hey, I'll do a primary healthcare school for developing nations because I love to physically serve people and see people, I don't know, become a healthier version of themselves. If that's like spiritually, physically, mentally, you know, um, just a full health. Um, and so after that school, um, in Papua New Guinea, actually, when I was on outreach, I felt so clearly one morning, Um, I had like a quiet time before we were going to set up a little health post in this village for the day and I felt so clearly that God was calling me to be a nurse and I was really scared about it actually because I was like God if you're calling me to be a nurse you're gonna have to help me out because I've heard that the schooling is hard and I didn't think I was smart enough to get through nursing school so I was like okay God like I wasn't smart enough whatever. I mean in high school I got good grades But I worked really hard I am not someone that like It just comes to me easily Like I just have to work for it yeah. You know So so yeah Then right after I got back from From Australia Back from YWAM I went straight into nursing school A couple of weeks later I applied Got in And started right away Um, And you Okay so you weren't
0: married to Matt yet At that point No. Nope. So you yep. dated Matt while... Those 10 months of long distance. While in nursing school. Yep. Okay. So you did long distance dating in nursing school with mm-hmm. Matt. And then Matt moved to Rapid City.
1: Yes. With you. He stayed with my brother and sister-in-law <laughs> for a couple of months and then proposed and then... Yeah.
0: Yep. And then... um you went in, okay, so you were in nursing school, you got married. How long were you
1: in nursing school before your next major life change? So it was already a hard transition of already being in nursing school, just the dedication of the time and energy it takes to pass the classes and (laughs) to like know the information. Just the human body is so complex. And like so many times I saw like oh my gosh, how can people not believe in a God when Mm. our body is so complex and everything has to work perfectly in order for things to be right? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so the transition of getting married, it was after, so I was in, uh, two semesters of like generals for nursing school. And then the summer, that summer in between going into my second year of like nursing school is when I got married. Um, And that was hard because I'm like, I want to, you know, dedicate my time. I want to spend time with Matt, but it's, and it's distracting when you're, you know, living with your best friend and you just want to hang out and, and do fun things and have, like, you just want to just have fun. Especially because you were long distance for
0: 10 months. So you were kind of making up for lost time in a way. Yes. Yeah. So
1: that was a hard transition, definitely. And I felt bad because I was like, On these days, like, I have to just study, like, you can't distract me, or I have to go somewhere, and I have to, you know, like, put in these hours, and so then, um, we were married, um, for about six months, six, seven months, and then one night, I was reading my Bible, and all of a sudden, I felt so clearly, like, God telling me, like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, what? And I just freaked out. (laughs) I started crying. Matt wasn't even home yet. I hadn't taken a test or anything. And I've always wanted to be a mom. I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to be a mom. Like ever since I was little, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And all my friends, you know, would do the firefighter or the nurse or the teacher. And I would always be like, I want to be a mom. Yeah. So I've always wanted to be a mom, but oh my gosh, just the thought of like, I was just starting clinicals and getting into the hard part of nursing school. And then I was like, no, I can't, I can't be pregnant. That won't work. (laughs) And I've told people, I've told God, I feel like in conversation with him, I've told him two things that like I could never do. I could never be a nurse. And I could never have a baby during nursing school. And here you are doing both. Yeah. Did and doing both. So I was pregnant and I had a baby in my last semester. That was, yeah, at the end of my nursing. um, I had her in my last semester of nursing school.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Sweet. And I got
0: through it. You did. I was so
1: scared, but if it's God's plan, that's right.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Mm -hmm. Where God guides, He
1: provides. That is right. You (laughs) preach it.
0: So, can you kind of, um, kind of expound a little bit on what is it like? What What was it like trying to be a mom? while doing school and being a wife and being a friend and a daughter? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you balance all of the things?
1: Yeah. I think it's really cool how God gives us community. You know, like, people that are in heart, and maybe some people don't have family that live around them, but I feel like no matter what, if you're pulling on, like, God, help me, give me strength, like, give me through this season, like, he will help you in ways and i feel like having so much family in town was such a blessing yeah because so the transition right when i had her it was hard to to be able to study but then i have this newborn and not getting sleep and yeah and i didn't have like really a maternity leave you know um that was definitely difficult um but yeah what was such a blessing, too, is, you know, my husband is a youth pastor. He's like an outreach pastor for our church, and so his, his work schedule is very flexible. So he, his work let him bring Howla to work. So I would, you know, go to class for a couple of hours, and he would bring Howla to work, and, and they loved that. So just having the support of, like, our church, like, this happened, and we're behind you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to get through this season. Mm-hmm. Like, we know it's not it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. So, yeah, having people that just understand, you know, is so, so nice. And on the days that Matt couldn't watch Howla because maybe his work was more, you know, extensive where he couldn't watch her and he was doing something, my mom would would take her for a couple of hours and watch her. And so it's so nice to have, yeah, community, family. I definitely... Could not have done it without them, and yeah. I, I look at single parents, and I am blown away. Yeah, that would be a tough gig, yes. for sure. Yeah, and they do it. Yeah, which is so. Incredible. I think um,
0: the main thing that I took from that is find a community and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Cause
1: you probably I have done yeah. It. You
0: can't do that by yourself, and you, I brought her to class. But some
1: days, like I had tests, I had, I had uh, clinicals that I had to be at the hospital. I can't bring my baby, right. you know. So I brought her to the my classes. I brought her to what I could. But yeah, definitely, like you need help. And so, if you're a person who
0: struggles with asking for help, see past yourself and yeah. ask for help, because it'll be better for everybody in the long run. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you graduated nursing school. Yes. You, correct me if I'm wrong, walked across the stage
1: with your
0: BB. Yes. Yes.
1: She had a little, she like, She was an graduation honorary student. And everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. So
0: sweet. So you, you did it. You did the thing that you didn't think you could do. Thank um, the Lord. <laughs> thank the Lord is right. <laughs> and then you took some time off yeah you you did your boards your Mm -hmm. state board your NCLEX yes and then you took some time off yes tell us about that
1: yeah so I feel like most of the people I was in school with they graduated and they already had jobs lined up they started like right after they took and passed their NCLEX um Yeah, I, since I didn't have a maternity leave, I was like, I need to just have a break to just soak in being a mom, just a mom for a little bit. Like, yes, I I did have sweet times with Howla even when I was in school, but to not have anything on my mind of like due dates when this is due Mm -hmm. or studying, like just to like be a mom because that's a whole new role that you like, you step into. So, yeah, I took like three to four months off after, after graduating and really after taking my NCLEX, I took three to four months after taking the test. Cause it took me almost a month to take the test just with studying and then finding a date that worked. So yeah, it was just so nice to just be free. I felt so free even to be like a better wife and just soak in like motherhood and spend more time with Matt and Howla, um, yeah, before even thinking about working.
0: So, Howla was born in September, and yeah. you graduated in December. Mm-hmm. So, you you kind of, I mean, don't hear what I'm not saying, but you kind of missed out on, like, the sweet newborn mm. days, because you only took, like, a week?
1: Yeah, they, um, actually, they gave me... So I had her right when my school was having, like, all my other classmates were doing clinicals at the hospital. So what that means is they would do, like, three shifts, three 12-hour shifts a week for three weeks, and that's all they did. That's right. There was no school. There was no class. So I did get three weeks. I had to be studying and kind of making up some of my what I was missing Um, because I did miss some school. It didn't work out perfectly. I did miss some tests and stuff, um, when I was having her. So I had to make up some of those things, but yeah, that was a blessing that I, I had three weeks because I, I thought, I mean, I don't know when she's going to come. I thought that I might have to be in class four days after I give birth, you know? So yeah, that was such a blessing that God aligned that and I could have at least three weeks. Yeah. To just be, be at with home. Hala, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so fast forward a little bit, you kind of heard through the grapevine that there's a job. Yeah. And they wanted you to apply for it. Yeah. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So um I currently work in a progressive care unit. So it's like a step down unit from like ICU um at the hospital and this is actually where I did my my uh my preceptorship with school so that what that means is like your last semester of school you do a lot of clinical hours in a certain area of the hospital and I they kind of aligned me got me set up with PCU the progressive care unit and so that's where I kind of ended my school hours with and so when I was there I just love the team there and how they work together. So after graduating and thinking about it, I'm like, I think I want to apply there. So I applied there. And so that's where I started working. And yeah, I I loved it. I only work two days a week. So I work two 12-hour shifts a week. Um, and I couldn't do more than that. <laughs> I don't know how people <laughs> do more than that. I start to miss Howla on my second day. By the end, I'm like, I just want to see her because with twelve-hour shifts, you you just wake up and they're kind of they're sleeping, and then you get home and they're almost going to bed, you know. So I feel like you don't see her for like two days, but yeah. So we
0: do, in fact, have an RN on our podcast. (laughs) Yes. So if you guys, new one. (laughs) If you guys um, feel like you're like really sick or something. Oh gosh. Just hit up Leslie and she can help you because she's the and nurse. I now. will talk to my
1: other <laughs>
0: <laughs> people
1: that I work with. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so we're gonna kind of transition now into like you being a working mom. Mm-hmm. And you kind of touched on it a little bit already. Yeah. Um, but can you kind of like talk to us a little bit about like like how how is that? How how do you how do you do mom and wife and a really hard job?
1: Yeah. Um, it is uh, such a blessing that, you know, like me and Math- Matt are both working. So there's two incomes coming in. Um, it would be harder if I had to work full time to pay for the bills, pay for groceries to make it work, you know, Um So that is nice that we have that little bit of flexibility where like I can work part time um, and be, you know, mostly with Howla and still work a little bit um, because I love, I love being a mom. I love, I like God has called moms in such a big way that is such a big calling. Like Mm -hmm. it is like a full time job and it's so important to train them up and to teach them about who he is. And so it's definitely n- not any lesser than any other um, job or calling. But with that being said, you can flip it to where you say like, God has called me to be a mom. And for some people he has called to be a mom and maybe he hasn't called you to, to work in another area. Um, but I, Like, clearly felt God calling me, you know, in Papua New Guinea to be a nurse. And um, although, like, being a mom is, you know, my top priority, like, God has also called me to be a nurse. And I didn't want to lessen that and forget that, you know, because when we, if if we're following him and if he's calling us to do something, it doesn't matter if it's more than one thing. Like, he will get us through it because I was nervous at first I was like oh no am I being a bad mom for Mm. you know giving my kid to someone else to watch instead of like I could be at home with them but I just always had to like remind myself like no God has called me to be a nurse and I don't want to just be a nurse and work my two shifts and get it over with fast and then come home to howl." like I do want to pray into it like throughout the week before I work and be like, okay, God, use me, you know, like, use it as a ministry, not just a job, check off a list, and be done with it, like, Mm -hmm. I want God to use me when I'm working, I want to be looking for the people that need to feel his love, or need to learn about him, you know, at the hospital, and, you know, special opportunities like Mm -hmm. that, so, yeah, I think that has helped me, because I think, with some, you know, occupations like a nurse and stuff, I, I feel like sometimes you have to have a calling. Yeah. It can't be just for the money. It can't be yeah. just for the, like, you will burn out. And you won't be the nurse that you need to be for those people that are in those hard situations. And and maybe they're dying or maybe their loved one is dying. And, and being there for those people, I feel like you have to have a calling. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be like, you hear God speaking and it's like, this is my call. Like, yes, if you have a desire to help people like, okay, then that's your calling.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, um, find it like difficult to be
1: working and being a mom at the same time? Yeah. Like, and Matt has helped so much because even being, you know, working, being a mom, but also being like a good wife because he has taken off <laughs> um, the pressure of thinking I have to come home from work and then have like dinner ready, you know? Cause yeah. so he helps me out when I get off work, since I get off work at like seven, like he cooks dinner those nights. So it's such a team effort. Um, and we, n- he knows that like, he also knows that God has called me to be a nurse. So that helps when like, people that you're around your family unit they understand and they help you out you know in your day-to-day because they believe in what you do and mm-hmm. they believe in what god is doing you know mm-hmm. in you but yes definitely there's some days that are hard that i don't want to go to work and i just want to be with haula you know but then i just have to remember okay maybe god has sent me someone today yeah that needs me yeah so
0: something that okay so I mentioned at the beginning of this that Leslie and I are cousins and we, I would say we were a pretty tight cousin group. Yes. Like we, (laughs) when all the cousins got together, we were like, no time had ever passed. We didn't skip a beat. We were super tight, um, loved being together. And I think that I can speak for every single one of us when I say every time we got together and to this day, Mm. When everybody gets together and people get around you, it's like just like we we just automatically feel safe. We automatically feel we feel like Jesus' love coming from you 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 always were going after the loner because there was always <laughs> a couple of them that didn't fit in during some times. Age gaps were a hard thing. And <laughs> Leslie always went after and played with and took care of the ones who were being left out. Uh, you, you have just always been like, it, it didn't come by any surprise to me that you wanted to be a nurse because mm-hmm. you have just always been the type of person that just always wants to go out of your way to help people. And you just radiate joy mm. all the time. And so Ooh, you thanks. are, and, and you know what, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that your your patients feel the same way. Mm. Um, the people that you take care of, I I'm sure, so. I'm sure they feel the same way. And um, I mean, it's, like I said, I, I speak for all of us cousins when I say that you were, you were the one who brought the joy and you were the one who brought like the togetherness. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I like I said, it, it's no surprise to me that you wanted to be a nurse. And it's no surprise to me that you got a job and it's perfect for you mm. and your family, you know. Um, so. Thanks, Ken. You're <laughs> <She's> welcome. <just> <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Yes. So um, you don't have Howla in daycare. No. Your mom <clears> watches <throat> Howla. Yes. which probably makes it a little bit easier. Yes. Definitely. But could you maybe speak to the mom who mm. has to leave their baby behind or their babies behind? Yeah. Um. E- even if it's not with their mom or a family member, maybe it is a daycare, but just kind of like, you know, like let let them know that it is worth it because you mm-hmm. do, you do have a calling in being a mom and having a job. Yes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, First of all, I know that it could be on the other spectrum. Like maybe God is speaking to you through this podcast of like, maybe you are a working mom and maybe you've put that above being a mom. You didn't think that that was a high enough calling. Like that definitely is. And I feel like with some people, if you can get by with, with working less and you can hang out with your kids, like do that. Because although like, daycares like there's so many good daycares today with what they're learning they do so many activities you're probably like I can't do activities like that I don't do activities like that at home like there's something about just being your parents being there for you and it doesn't have to be every day I know people work but if you can hang out with your kid if you know that you're kind of picking up more shifts than you actually need and you're kind of maybe getting greedy with like the money and it's you're going over what you actually, you know, are comfortable with and what your family just can live on. I would say hang out with your kids, you know, be there for them. But for the people that, yeah, are doing those full-time jobs and they don't have any family around town and and maybe they do feel guilty about putting their kids in daycare and, like, they're strangers and I don't know them and what are they doing. I think there's an aspect, too, of, you know god is calling you to you know you have to provide for your family you know and one day your your kids will see that and realize that and they will learn from that too but also if we looked at everything in life and thought of what if this happened what if that happened like we would be scared all the time and having anxi- anxiety all the time but you really have to trust god because yes like look into the daycares do your research Pray about it. But if you feel peace and if you're like, okay, I think this is the daycare care that, you know, that will be good for us. Like also trust in God, too, that just because your baby is with you doesn't mean that that will keep them from all harm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you still have to trust God with even though my eyes aren't on them. I can't see them. I'm not with them right now. I have to trust God that he's bigger than just my ability to mm-hmm to be there for my kids that he's going to protect them. He's going to be there with them when I'm not there as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think just a lot of trust and yeah, prayer. Mhm. And
0: and also like Leslie said, don't be afraid to take that time mm. to be with your kids. Yeah. Um take an extra maternity leave if they will let you or you know, Whatever, however, you can get more time Use with your, your PTO. kids. <laughs> yes, that's right. But also, like she said, don't forget that you do have a calling and that yeah. there is a reason and there is a purpose that you are working while being a mom at the same time. Mm. And like you said, it it definitely is being a mom is definitely is a, it's a high calling mm. and is our greatest ministry is taking care of our kids at home, um, and just kind of not forgetting like, you know, I just, just not forgetting that they still love you and they still trust you more than they will love or trust their daycare worker or whatever. Like you're not replacing yourself by putting them in daycare or whatever. Like you have to make ends meet and mm-hmm. if it means putting your baby in daycare and going to work
1: do it to keep food on the table yes. <laughs> yeah yeah then you are honoring god by taking care of your yes, family that's
0: right um so also um you kind of already mentioned uh that Matt is a pastor yeah um but let's let's kind of like shift gears a little bit and kind of go to like that end of things like you're the wife of somebody who could work a hundred million hours Mm -hmm. in a week if you wanted to. So how do you like time management? Like how do you guys make sure that you always have time for each other? Because Matt could go have coffee with a kid. Then Matt could go do youth group and then Matt could go clean the church. And then Matt, like Matt could just keep going, go to a basketball game, yada, yada, yada. So how do you guys draw a line? How do you figure out like,
1: how do you prioritize Mm. your family time? We definitely are still learning and we are not perfect (laughs) because we we've had conversations even recently as of probably a couple weeks ago. It's easy because I'm so glad that Matt loves what he does. And he always says like, I can't believe that I'm getting paid to do what I do because he loves it so much that it doesn't feel like work. And I love that. And so with that, it's good and bad, because good that he's loving what he's doing, but, like, almost bad in the way of he could almost overwork and not really realize it because he loves it so much. But then we kind of get the blunt of that, Mm -hmm. me and Howlett, you know. So, yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago, and I said kind of that same thing. Like, I love that you enjoy your job and that you're there for those kids. Like, when our kids grow up I hope that somebody pours into them like you do like you pour into the kids that when they're having a hard day when a kid is suicidal when you know when something pops up that you're there for them you know I love that and I bet those parents are just so happy that someone is pouring into their kids so I I love that I said but Matt is very go with the flow guy Mm -hmm. I just told him like I think we just need to plan you know like those the coffee dates with with some of his students or some of the events like we need to make sure that they're on your work days not on your weekends because you know his weekends are Friday Saturday and you know they'll come up and a kid will be like hey can I come you know do you want to go to lunch or do you want to have breakfast today because you know. Students sometimes are very last minute, and I get that. I was there at that time. It's like they don't know what's happening until it's tomorrow, you know. (laughs) So they're like, hey, you want to go to coffee? And he's so go with the flow. He wants to be there for them, and usually he's like, yeah, I'll, like, yeah, let's do it. Um, But I've just told him, we just have to make sure that the two days that you have off, that you are fully ours. I know that it, like a coffee time with a student, it could only be thirty minutes to an hour, but that's cutting into our time with you. Yep. So I kind of just said it in a way of like, we want to have you too. So and Howla wants time with her daddy mm. and I wanna have time with my husband and even us as a family, we want to go on adventures together, go on hikes, we want to go to breakfast with you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it was just sitting down and kind of being clear with like we want you these two days. And on your other days, like, yes, plan those coffee times, plan those events. Um, so, yeah, just being open and telling him that. Um, and even on his work days, like, he could say yes to too many things. Like, it could happen to where he's working all day long. Yeah. You know, being a youth pastor, uh, there's just things that pop up all the time with, you know, he could be working and then a kid could have, like, like McKinney was saying, like, somebody could have a basketball game a football game you know so then that takes up all of his night too so I think it's just him planning okay on this day if I'm going to be doing that like maybe I'm going to have a longer lunch with you guys or sometimes it's just saying no because it's so easy to just say yes to everything that sometimes you have to say no and prioritize your time because Matt has always said this but he said you know People that say yes to everything and, you know, it's so hard because they're like, oh, there's so many good opportunities. And but for every yes, you say some every yes, you say to something, you also are saying no to something else with your time. He's like, I guess I didn't realize that me saying yes to a student going to breakfast. That was actually me saying no to you guys Mm -hmm. hanging out, you know, so just realizing that in your brain, you know. Saying no is not, like, a bad thing because you're saying yes to something else. Yeah. So. And so, I mean, really,
0: you both work jobs that can take up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You know, you've mentioned kind of in conversation throughout the day today about how um, you've had to stay after to do paperwork and, you know, stuff like that. So both of you have jobs that, yeah. And and like you said, you could work every day of the week if you wanted to. You could pick up a shift every day of the week if you wanted to. But I'm not good. But I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just being able to, like, value time with your family enough to say no to um, certain things just so that mm. you can have time with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also just realizing it's not always all about the money. Mm-hmm. It's not always all about, and not that Matt sees it this way, but it's not all about, like, how many kids can I take out to coffee? How yeah. many kids can I go to breakfast with? How many Is kids? He's on salary. Yes, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> Put this boy on hourly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, just finding that happy medium of mm-hmm. my family means so much to me but also my job means so much to me. Yeah. Um and, and it, it's it's very clear, it's very evident that you both are called to what you're doing. And so it would mm. be foolish for somebody to say, Leslie, you need to quit being a nurse because you guys aren't having enough family time or Matt, you need to stop mm. being a pastor because you're not having enough family time. Um, because same thing like I said about you with your job like it's not a surprise to me that Matt mm-hmm. became a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, we saw that one coming from a mile away, you yes. know. <laughs> um so yeah, just not being able to encourage each other in what you're called to be mm-hmm. but also prioritizing your your time together as a family because that's also very important. Yeah. Um and and Howla is almost one now. Yeah. And so she's going to be kind of remembering and knowing like Mm. when you guys come and go and I'm wanting to be with you more and more. And so just being able to prioritize your time with Hawala, it's good to keep having those conversations because Mm. I mean, as a, as a young life leader, like there's, there's weeks as a young life leader that it's like Thursday rolls around and I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have not spent a night at home this week with my family. Like, it's just so easy to go, go, go. And I would say ministry aside, just oh, you yeah. friends and family. family and it, it would just be so easy to just go, 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 go. But yes. finding that place of that happy medium of I'm still with my people, but mm-hmm. also with my family. And I think that that took Ty oh uh, Well, maybe not Ty, because he's always just kind of been like he the family gickled. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why do you do the things (laughs) that you do? Um, Is that Emery? Yeah.
1: He's just looking at pictures of Emery (laughs) when she was little. How cute.
0: Uh, Um, (laughs) Ty has always been Mr. Family Guy. Like, he's always prioritized time with us and has always said no to all the things in Mm. order to have time with us. But when you're like an extreme extrovert it's really yeah. hard to like like uh, like, yeah, like <laughs> my I've, husband <laughs> I've already been to five basketball games this week and yeah. so going to a football game tomorrow night is probably not the best decision yeah and it's hard to say no it's hard to mm-hmm. because that basketball game or that football game or whatever that coffee day it's going to be so much fun and you know it's going to be so much fun yeah but sometimes time at home with your family helping the wifey putting the baby to bed helping the hubby (laughs) putting the baby to bed it's it's important yes
1: it is
0: um (laughs) okay so leslie yes if you were to sit down with somebody and they were to say to you i am about to start nursing school what would you say to them don't How? get married. Don't have a baby. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> How would That's you? That's what I did. It worked. <laughs> How would you encourage them?
1: Oh, I would first say, first of all, why are you, why are you going to nursing school? What makes you want to be a nurse? Just like I said earlier, I feel like just make sure that your intentions are pure. That, like, you do have a calling to go into it because the money will wear off. Like, it is taking care of people. You have to have a lot of patience. You have to, you know, day in and day out. Like, if you don't have a calling, you will burn out. So I would just want to know, like, why do you want to be a nurse? It's not because your mom's a nurse or not because your family is putting pressure on you, you know. Make sure that you want to be a nurse. You have a heart to serve people. Um, And really, I would say nursing school is hard. But if you have the heart for it, if you want to be a nurse, you will be a nurse. Mm. You will get through like. Because that heart is going to get you through that, those hard times of studying or if you do bomb a test to like, okay, next time I got to dedicate more time. I got to put in, you know, I got to do study sessions. I have to meet with teachers, you know, like it's really it's all on you and the time that you put into it. Like nursing school is not something that you can just wing. <laughs> you can't just wing it. You can't just be in high school like, I didn't even study for this test. I'm just going to try and see if I do good. It's not like that. Like nursing school, you have to, you have to dedicate hours. You have to put the time in. Yeah. yeah. So I would say just don't get too nervous. Don't get intimidated by what people say, you know, like put in the hard work and, and you'll be a nurse, yeah. you know.
0: I um, remember, like, there there were so many times that we would be texting or on Marco mm-hmm. Polo or on the phone or whatever, and you'd be like, I really hate to cut this conversation off right here, but I really have to go study. Yeah. Um. So also, like, being able to prioritize your time. Yes. Um, Say no.
1: It was hard because yes. you feel like sometimes in nursing school, you feel like you don't have a social life like yeah. usual. You know, you can't just go and hang out on the weekends like – you did before yeah
0: but also remembering it's it's going to be so worth it yes when you get your first job and you're you're working that job and Mm -hmm. you carry the title of rn um, which it's like so cool to say that my cousin is an
1: (laughs) rn like she is like a professional like wow i've caught myself so many times when people ask me like random it's like people i don't know have asked me or we've met people what do you do i like i kind of like it's awkward because i pause for a second and i want to say like oh i'm a student nursing student and i kind of feel weird. i'm like i'm a nurse (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, you, oh you gosh made a, i'm a nurse <laughs> you made a comment today about how now that your your training season is over yes. and you're just like you're out there on your own i've had two they, shifts all on my own yes they threw you out there and you yes. made a comment today about how you can't just say let me go find the nurse because and you I'll are the nurse <laughs>
1: yeah. let me go find the nurse and i'll get back to you on that question <laughs>
0: it's all on i you. am the nurse
1: so yes. i have to have the answer yes <laughs> no not
0: always yeah. Well, I'm sure you are so good at what mm-hmm. you do. Thank you. Um, and, Okay, I think um on my end I yeah, think what is it like being a nurse? Oh, it's horrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible nurse. Oh. Um, no, I just I I um I walked through a lot of nursing school with you. Oh yeah. And definitely. um it's also You'd be praying for my tests <laughs> <laughs> yeah also um like if you're somebody who's supporting somebody and en- encouraging somebody through a nursing school mm. um, also help them and remind them to prioritize their time yeah um i think sometimes it would be easy for me to forget like Oh man, she's only on a study break. Like I, like we can't get into these super deep conversations (laughs) right now, but just being aware of their time. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you're trying to help somebody through nursing school, you need to also be aware that, you know, you need to encourage them to go study Mm -hmm. or maybe you need to encourage them to step away for a little bit and just like take a deep breath and give your eyes a rest or whatever. Um, but if, yeah, if you're going to be walking somebody through nursing school, just to help them to, Mm remind them that it's important to take time away, but also it's very important to take time to study and to put in the work and all of that. Um, And you were such
1: a good support system during school. Oh, wow. Thanks. Like she would ask me like, hey, what did you learn today in class? And I love that because it's not like some people don't ask those things, you know, because they're like, I'm not in nursing school. I don't know. But you would like ask me and I would like tell you and you would actually be interested. So thank you.
0: Oh, well, you're it welcome. It is nice. it is very
1: um like intriguing. Mhm. It it's all it's like and there's like a study session trying for me to try to explain it to you. Right. It's kind of a good thing cuz then I had to to, kind to of bring understand. it from
0: to bring it from a nurse's <laughs> mind to a dumb person's mind. No. You have to use <laughs> little words. You can't use your big words. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um but it it was really fun to be with you on the nursing school journey because it would be like, oh, I learned X, Y, and Z today, and I am like, what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> but then you would be like, oh, that's the study of yeah the heart, and then all of a sudden you'd be so interest. I'd be so interested in like yeah okay, well, what about it? Mm-hmm. So it is fun. Like Leslie put in all the work, and then I just got to know the things. Yeah, Leslie took she the test, and I just got to know having the things. To go to school. Yes, <laughs> so that too. If you're, if you're um, walking somebody through um, nursing school and whatnot, like just kind of, and not that I had to like try to be interested, just because it was very <laughs> interesting to me. But like, pretend at least like you're interested, <laughs> even if you're not, um, and treat them like a human. You know, it, I think sometimes it's easy when people have jobs like a nurse or a police officer or a firefighter or like EMT or like those types of jobs, it's easy to not treat them like the person that they are, Yeah. you know, it. okay, you're a nurse. Oh, Hey, um, my, my daughter got this thing on her eye where her eye swelled shut. What's wrong? What does that mean? yes, it's okay to use those people, but <laughs> also, like, just treat them, yeah, treat them like they're human, and mm-hmm. yes, you put in the work, yes, you put in the time, and um Leslie graduated with some kind of honor-type thing. She can't remember <laughs> what it's called. That's the type of person Leslie is. She's just so stinking humble. She can't even remember what kind of honor-type thing she graduated <laughs> with from nursing school, but... um like just because she did all of that, like you're still you're still a person, yeah, and you still you still I'm want just to your be cousin. Yeah, you just yeah, <laughs> just want to be treated that way too, you know. Yeah. Um, I weird rash. Oh no! Ty. Oh no! Our sound guy has a weird
1: rash. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He pointed. At, I don't know. <laughs> 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 to his oh. bottom <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> oh man are you sure you, you want to be it. a nurse leslie oh <laughs> too late now yeah too late <laughs> <laughs> no but i i am um i am thankful to have an rn as a cousin because <laughs> you know maybe sometimes we do we'll have a weird rash and we will yeah. need to use you you know
1: you just never know. <laughs> oh, no, don't. you just never know.
0: Uh, um and just kind of to kind of start wrapping up this episode um though I've had a lot of fun mm-hmm. having you on. Thank you so much yes, for being on. Yes, thank you. Um Leslie has also done a lot for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um Leslie has been she has pretty much supported me through every miscarriage. Um, she supported us through losing Millie, um, and I—I I was like amazed at how, like, the capacity that you have to like be a mom, be a wife, do nursing school, do you know all this stuff, and then you would Marco me, and you'd be like, "How are you doing?" And then I would just throw up on you, mm-hmm. like it just sometimes amazed me how how you had the capacity to care for me in the ways that you cared for me and mm. to encourage me in the ways that you encouraged me. But also it brought a unique um kind of like viewpoint to it because you are a nurse and you do know things about things, you mm. know? And so sometimes it would just be not like so much like, yeah, I've just been sitting in my chair crying all day, but like, I'm going through X, Y, and Z and yeah. you would be able to walk me through like what I'm feeling or mm. like what kind of like physical ailment I was having or whatever through miscarriage. So also just trying like walking my mind through like this mm. is what your body is going through. Yeah. Um, because I have a lot of support people. I have a lot of people who I could go to and cry to and whatever. But like there was just something special about being able to go to you mm. because you helped me understand it so much better. And, and the like the physical side um physical side of it aside like you just you helped me understand that like god has a will for my life mm. and um you you loved me probably when i was the most in my most unlovable states and encouraged me when Still <laughs> <laughs> encouraged me when uh i was at rock bottom mm-hmm. you know um so it it was impressive to me that you could care for me in the ways that you cared for me while doing while doing nursing school Mm. um and I am I will be forever grateful for everything that you've ever said to me any way you've ever encouraged me um you have meant a lot to me in my season of kids and Mm. trying to grow our family and all of that um so yes this has been a really fun episode and I'm very appreciative of you um, and if you guys want to hear more of Leslie's story, or if you want <laughs> to hear, or if you have, you know, questions for Leslie or whatever, send them our way. I have, I can get a hold of Leslie real easy. Yeah, so we dive into like a Y way. Yeah, we could, can. if you want to, <laughs> heck yeah. If you guys want to know about mission trip stuff, yeah. let us know. We will get that one going real quick. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for being on today, Leslie. Yes, thank um, you. I really appreciate it. And Yeah, maybe this shouldn't be the last time we have you on our podcast. Okay. Um, It's not as scary as I thought. I know, I told you. It's (laughs) just just us chit-chatting a little bit. Um, But I wanted to give a really quick update to all of our fans out there. My wiener dog is still not born. (laughs) What the heck? I'm actually snuggled in her wiener dog blanket yeah. right now. I bought a wiener, do- a wiener dog blanket for Slinky and Leslie's using it. Yes, thank you. You're the only person that I would allow to use oh, Slinky's wow. blanket.
1: I feel so honored.
0: Yeah, you should. Ty's looking at you like, what about me? I know. Ty thinks that, <laughs> Ty thinks my obsession with this wiener dog is a little too much, but it's fine. He's nodding his um, head. Yes. But... Her due date is Tuesday, so I will I will let everybody know when my wiener dog gets born. I have, <laughs> I have all the things I need for this dog. I just need the dog now. I okay. have the collar. I have the blanket. I have wow. a bed. I have all the things. I just need the dog. <laughs> and she's just not born yet. I just don't understand. This is getting a little out of control. But, <laughs> with that being said, that please don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. And we are on most major platforms like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean. So yes, we will catch you all next week. Bye!